So an anniversary today, we just found out. Aw, Stacy's been in Can- well, not Kansas. Stacy's <laughs> been in our area seven years well, now. Did you live on the Missouri or the Kansas City side? She's Kansas. Okay. I actually I didn't know. You learn something new every day. Of course she's Kansas. <laughs> Although we just talked to a guy from oh. Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, he's there from Minnesota. Let's turn your mic on. The other day I'm telling you to put the mic in front of your face and t- today I turned it down. So. I know. <laughs> turn it down. So rude. I am. Yeah. Should have stayed in the room. I'm a third wheel here. Now. <laughs> just hit record. <laughs> Three times. Yes. Well, twice now. Oh, not three? No, because we're not zooming. That's a squirrel moment. <laughs> so, just an FYI, we just got done talking with, well, we talked to Mark French. Yeah. And our go? listeners are going to hear about that. I just want to know your thoughts as a mom. What would you feel about getting a phone call from your principal of your kids? Hmm. Normally. Yeah. Usually you don't like that phone call. What Probably. if it was a good news phone call of the day? That would be nice. Encouraging. I've never gotten a call from the principal. Hey, you're good. Oh, that's a good, kind of a good thing. Though. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe, maybe that just not. means your yes. kids aren't behaving as well. It's kind of like, like that, um, you know, no kid wants to be called down to the principal's office. And in elementary school, I was one time called to the principal's office And I was scared out of my mind. And when I got in there, it wasn't because I was in trouble. It was because I earned a trophy. What? Do you still have the trophy? I do. I do. Nice. It was a plaque. What was it for? Um, don't laugh. (laughs) No. No laughing. I was, um, a bus champ. Yes. I've never heard of that before. Yes. Yeah. I don't remember what it said. It was like a, it said bus champ and had a poem and I got it. Wow. So how do you feel when you see that? <laughs> I don't know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> but you remember the good feeling that came yeah. with it. Yes. It was Stirred super exciting. I was in the... I think I was in fifth grade, maybe fourth, and and they the fourth and fifth and sixth grades on the furthest side of the school from the principal's office, so that walk was the longest walk to the principal's office. And you, you probably had your head down all the way there. Yeah, my head was up on the way back. <laughs> no one gave you any clue that it was oh. a positive. Well, you were Did someone walk with back. you, or were you walking by yourself? There were a couple of us. Mm-hmm. We had no idea why we were going, so we were scared. The only thing I remember is I got to call my mom and tell her I got a solo in a in a, a Christmas concert. I was a tree. Nice. The, those phone calls, the good ones, make you feel so good. See, I didn't get the good ones. Oh, Glenn. <laughs> yeah. Glenn. But if your parents got a good one, that would be pretty good, huh? Well, they would have loved a good one. <laughs> see, if I, I just don't Rather see him as that got. way. You can, like, have a solo... At celebration dinner like that night after like you get that call from your principal and you're like this dinner's just for you for being so good you got a good, good call, call. Yes. I'm so proud of you <laughs> that is it is awesome though what, what they do what Mark does up there and and all the other principals and administrators 
because I got on the website earlier, there's a website for it, Good News Call of the Day, and there's a long, old list of educators who have jumped on board on that. We have a Bueller principal that does it on a regular basis. And he, in the school, I walk in and pick up my little goddaughter from school, and there's a, just a, I don't know, like a postery area that all the kids get to see their pictures. So after one, it gets to see it, and then you just walk down the hallway and you get to see everybody that's gotten that good phone, good news phone call of the day. Nice. I like it. Yes. You know what else I like, Stacy? What's that? God, all that gray hair from Jamie was bothering me. I'm glad she finally <laughs> it looks got it so fixed. so much better, doesn't I it? I know. <laughs> Yesterday was gray gone day, and I'm so thankful for that day. <laughs> do you feel like a new person? I do. Well, she got her toes done, too. Yeah. I didn't even know that was going to happen. Sweet. I haven't had my toes done in way too long. Oh, don't look. Say I have to do it in a couple weeks. So I was kind of sad that this is going to go then, but it'll be okay. It's my bad. Cyril's. Oh boy, what a squirrel. We take from good news calls of the day to toes. No, but the girl that that did my toes last night, she's from Inman. Oh. Yeah, and Stacy's from Inman. It makes perfect sense. I know. What a match there. Wow. Uh, Brianna Bonnensteel. Oh. Where does she work here, though? No, she works at Sterling. Her mom was a music teacher forever in Inman. Right before we started. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I never, maybe I met her, but I don't remember. That's okay. I don't know her either. <laughs> well, we better get to Mark before this discussion digresses to some <laughs> All right. even further. That's why you shouldn't have asked me to join, because that might happen a lot. <laughs> no, you're in now. This is too... Yep. You're regular. And 21 in. Yeah. And like I said, With it's full on, throttle now. It's on Twitter, so it's it's fact now. It's official. Yes, it is. Twitter official. Yep. Which yeah. you're going to have to start using. I guess. <laughs> Here's Mark. Welcome to episode 21 of the AdventureCast podcast. I am at Obi-Wan Glenobi there on Twitter, and as always with me, Calamity Jamie H. And today we have a great guest with us. I'm very excited. He joined us all the way from Minnesota, Mark French, or Principal French as he's known. Thank you. Yeah, you betcha. Greetings from Minnesota, eh? What's the weather like there in Minnesota? It is a beautiful summer day in Minnesota. High 70s, low humidity, sun's out, Minnesota State Fair is on, we're getting ready for school. It's a perfect Minnesota summer day. Oh, see, it's that that humidity kills me. Yeah, it's a little humid out today. It feels like it's going to storm and then it's not. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'll I'll push some of it down toward you. (laughs) That would be wonderful. (laughs) So, Mark? Uh, like I said, you're otherwise known as Principal French. So could you give us a little background of who you are? I am Principal French on Twitter, on Boxer, on other social media. And it's because I am principal at Gatewood Elementary in the Hopkins, Minnesota School District. It's a West Suburban School District of Minneapolis. I am starting my third year here. So after being a principal for 18 years in another district, 
I now actually am a principal in the district in which I live, vote, pay taxes, and now I'm an ambassador for. So really, the first time in my 37-year career as an educator, I'm living and working in the same school district. So how important is community to you? It sounds like it's really important. I didn't realize how important community was until I made the move here to the Hopkins School District because I get to talk and about and promote and share with others the great things happening in my school district. And it's because I'm talking with my neighbors and people in the community. Uh, so I think it's it's been valuable and it's been a great connection for me. I see our mayor, I see our school board members at the farmer's market, at other community events. So I have been enjoying that connection. Do you draw them into your school? Say that again? Do you draw them into your school? Yes, um, we welcome them in. Um, we, we actually have relationships with our school board members who their partner with our school. So I've got one specific school board member who is our partner and others come and visit and we invite, we have uh, senior citizens who come in and read to our students. We have business mentors come in and work with our students. So that's, I think, another important part about living and working in the community. You make those connections and you can find those and develop those relationships. What makes your district unique? The Hopkins School District is unique because we are extremely diverse. Uh, we are a school district that has all, all socioeconomic levels, all cultures. There's a strong Somali population in the Twin Cities area and they have uh, neighborhoods and relationships here in the Hopkins School. So my largest non-white population are Somali here at Gatewood Elementary. Hopkins also, we have an exceptional leader, an exciting superintendent. She's starting her second year here, Dr. Mira Perry-Reed, who's brought innovation and energy and is, we all are working toward the tagline we're using, moving from great to world class. So we're all involved in this visioning. So those are some of the things that make Hopkins schools a great district. So it kind of sounds like here in Kansas, because in Kansas, we're going through a school redesign uh, process throughout the state. So in your years of education, what changes have you seen in the education world? How has school changed, I guess? I, the thing that I see most about school changing are the families and the students that we're responsible for educating and connecting with and meeting their needs. Um, and I say that some people might look at that as a liability. We look at it as a virtuosity because of the differences and the connections and the things that schools can do. Um, you know, we all, I think, hear about and read about 
the levels of trauma and stress on family, mental health issues for students and families. We're responding by putting mental health centers in some of our buildings and really recognizing that I think before academics should, could be delivered to kids, you really have to understand and develop and build those relationships. So you really have to be a full service center. Um, some schools, it, we are open at 6.30 in the morning with care before school up through 6.15 at night. So we recognize working families might need that. We have to think about transportation and daycare and food when we have PTO meetings and conference nights. So I think that, that that's probably a change. School, unfortunately, looks pretty similar to when I was in school 40 years ago. No, we have these buildings and these enclosed classrooms, but I think we all are becoming more creative in creating spaces, whether it's an innovation lab or a makerspace room to meet the needs of the kids and the families. Do you have any um, classrooms that utilize um, flexible seating? We actually do. In fact, one of my third grade teachers was a district pilot site for flexible seating and furniture and technology. And we are starting to roll that out to more of our classes. And that's supported by our school board and our district administration. Um, you have to have teachers who have that passion and that vision to deliver instruction and group kids differently. And wow, our third grade teacher, Justin Ingham, is that person. Um, I go into his classroom and I just wanna sit down or stand at a desk and wish that, wow, this is the kind of learning environment I wish I was engaged in as a student. So more often we're seeing less of the rows and of desks and giving kids choice. Um, and a lot of it is, you know, the mindset of a teacher. I have an, a fifth grade teacher last year who I went in to do an observation and her students sit on, you know, round plastic balls. And I realized that the kids were moving up and down they were handling it fine. They were engaged in listening. They knew what to do. It was me, the adult, who was having the issue with, I just want everyone doing the same thing and all sitting still. And <laughs> no, yeah, I was having the issue. They were fine. And no, we all need that uh, ability to stand or move or sit, whatever, whatever fits our style at the time. Oh yeah, I get up and walk around a little bit all the time. I can't sit at the desk for, you know, hours. So, no. right. it, it, it sometimes I think it's fascinating that we adults we get to do that. You know, I I get to get up and stand and walk. Um, I can have a pop or a drink if I want to. But mm -hmm. what do we make the kids do? Mm. Yeah, yeah, we have to think differently. It was interesting because now you're making me remember. Oh, you can't have gum in class, and yeah. I mean all these things. Raise your hand to go to the bathroom, and you have to have your hands on your sides to walk down the hall. Right. I imagine yeah. your school doesn't look like that. We're we're having those same conversations. Um, yeah. What 
do we need silent hallways? Do we need these straight rigid lines? Um, okay, here's another kind of a related topic that we're exploring this year. So we have a, a very large uh, 10 acre site that our school is on. There's woods, there's wetlands, there's play fields. And so when kids are outside, what do they want to play with? Sticks. Yes. But sticks and rocks. Yeah, we have this rule, you know, no sticks. Why? Because we think kids are going to harm each other with sticks. And we're going into this new school year that no sticks are okay because to some kids, a stick is a sword or a magic wand or a leash. So you can have sticks. Just remember that sticks are not for hitting others. Um, so I, I think it goes to that same thing about how do we think that kids have to behave and respond inside the school and outside the school. Is it because that's our comfort level of adults and that's what we are familiar with? Yeah, we need to think differently. Yeah, that's great. Cause, what it, oh, go ahead. You know, well, I was just going to say, you know, we didn't get up and say time for a podcast and then march to us in a single file back here to the to the studio, you know. No, and, then, and we're all going to take a bathroom break before we walk into the room. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. And then the sticks, like that. uh, that's awesome because it's just using their imagination. Right. Yeah, but... But we've been so stuck on, they can't have a stick. So, you know, I'm a playground supervisor and I spend so much time, put the stick down, put the stick down until I think, why, why? What I hear you saying is instead of telling them, no, they can't, you're explaining them what they can do. I think that's important. And and I think kids can respond and taking it a step further, you, we could actually engage and use them. All right, so this is what we want to have happen out there. What message would you deliver to your mm-hmm. peer? What would you tell other kids? Uh, they sometimes have language and phrases and words that we don't even think about. Now, I follow you on Twitter, and you are not a sit-at-your-desk administrator. Uh, how no. important is that to get out and about? It's extremely important. And I'm connected with a group of principals around the country. We call ourselves principals in action. I deliver a challenge each week. You have to be where staff and students are. Um, I am out front every morning greeting kids from the bus. I'm on the playground, in the cafeteria, in the hallways in classrooms, not as much as I'd like to be or I need to be. And we also have to be seen as we're willing to do whatever work is necessary to help the school keep going and to serve our students and families. Uh, Some of our principles in action challenges are fill in for the secretary, answer the phone, answer the doors, help the custodian. You're an administrator. Uh, You can. I have, I, I use this other example. Um, so I spend every day out on the playground and the cafeteria as an administrator. I learn so much. I learn about the spaces and how kids are engaging and how the adults out there are interacting inside. I learn about the systems. You know, are kids flowing through the lunch line efficiently? Are people picking up and delivering kids on time. So 
you've got to be out there and engaged in watching and learn. That just helps me to make our school a better place and make shifts and changes as needed. Now that serves in something else that you do called the good news call of the day. The good news call of the day. Yes. yes. It's, it's my favorite part of the day. And I have shared that with other principals and they've started to make this call. And it started because now it will be three years ago in a Twitter chat, I was impressed that a teacher said that she made one positive phone call for one of her students every day. And I thought, okay, I've got hundreds of students. I can at least find one who's worthy of a positive phone call. And so that's what I do. I identify a student based on an experience we've had, something I saw, something they did. And we come to the office and we call whoever they want. And it just is delivering another message first, that we're sharing the positive things that are happening in our schools. There are so many more positive things than negative things. So let's spread that word. And a call from the principal shouldn't be a dreaded thing. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. How amazing for a parent to hear that I recognize their student. I saw something they did in class on the playground, getting off the bus. So Hashtag good news call of the day. My first year, I think I made 130 calls. Uh, the second year, 135. Last year, 137. My goal is to make one a day. I'm not always in the building and can't always find the time, but this current school year, 150 is my goal. And other principals from around the country have picked up on that. They make a good news call of the day and we share it on Twitter. Hashtag good news call of the day. I love that you're doing that considering I never wanted my parents to say, well, Jamie, I got a phone call from the principal today. And in your case, it's the best news ever. It is. And the first year I did it, you know, I thought, haha, I'm going to be funny. I start out with this dramatic pause. Hi, this is Principal French calling. I have your child in the office. <laughs> oh, I'm you know, already cringing. Waiting for their level of anxiety to go up. But I stopped that. Now I say, hey, it's Principal French calling. Do you have time for some good news? Oh. They always do. And another fascinating thing is I have to ask every parent that I talk to because we follow it up with a a certificate and a wristband and a Twitter selfie. I ask every parent, my practice is to take a photo with your child and share that on social media. Are you comfortable with that? No one has ever said no. Who doesn't like to see their kid? (laughs) They do. Yes, they do. Now, we were talking before, and you said you're three years away from retirement. I know. I'm old. I'm and you're and you're sitting here talking about Twitter and all this, all this stuff. What has that meant to your to your career, to your position, and using it for that? Well, what it's meant, and part of the reason I started to use Twitter and Facebook and other social media, Instagram and Snapchat, is this belief that. This is what our kids and our young people are doing. These are the platforms they're they're using. So if I can use it and understand it, then maybe I can connect with them or find ways to promote our school. And and that's happened. And what it's done for somebody who is three years away from retirement, 
starting his 37th year as an educator, it excites me. It enlivens me. It makes me think about the possibilities. I say to other people who I talk to about where I'm at in my career, I could not imagine going to a job every day where you weren't passionate and excited and thinking about the possibilities. How dreadful would that be? So yeah, being on Twitter, Boxer, connecting with other educators around the country has really inspired me. We share ideas, we share challenges. I have people that I can lean on at any time of the day. So that's why I'm trying to be active as Principal French on Twitter, Boxer. Now you seem pretty passionate. Is it really three years, or are you, are you thinking? Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna put you on the spot there. Question. I guess. <laughs> no, it's no. I think it's going to be three years, and then when three years are up, you know, I'll probably be sad and um, a little down. But I will have given 39 years of my life. Wow. And to schools and students and families. Uh, I think then it will be the time for the next opportunity, which currently uh, uh, is to retire to Puerto Rico. (laughs) It's like, why not wake up every day on a beach by the water and just put on flip flops and shorts? Um, So I'm sure I'll stay connected. Social media will (laughs) help with that. But I'll just have to give myself some time to see what's Principal French going to do next. Well, Mark, it, education will lose a, a great person. You're quite passionate. You can just tell about it, but I think you've deserved that. We can see his many, yes. well, I, our listeners can't, but you have so many different things in the corner, a cat in the hat hat. You've got your uh, crossing guard, maybe outfit. I mean, you are yeah. ready for anything at any time. And right behind me, I'm pointing to the birthday spin wheel. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, over on the side, I just ordered a to add to Good News Call of the Day this year, a mock-up of a Twitter uh, page so for the students to hold on to. So, yeah, you got you to gotta spice it up each year. Do something different and unique. Nice. No, I, I appreciate what you're doing for education. And I'm so jealous of your weather there, too. Oh, yeah. Well, come on up to Minnesota, hey? Hey, I've been there. I used to go. There was three summers I went fishing there. Um, Gosh, I can't think of the lake. Oh, well, there's There's so many thousand of them. Right. (laughs) Well, Mark, we appreciate you taking a little time out of your day uh, to visit with us. Thank uh, you. You're welcome. Again, if someone wants to follow you on Twitter, uh, how can they do that? at Principal French, uh, find me and let's connect and help each other learn and grow. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for joining us here in episode 21 of AdventureCast. As always, you can find us at esdeck.org forward slash your stories. We're also on iTunes or Jamie's favorite. iHeartRadio. Until next time. Bye. Bye, Mark. Thank you very much. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you. Nice to meet you. You too. Take care. All right.